0: Welcome
1: to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Wazza, Dan, and Wayne. All right, boys, we're back for 2020. How you been? Oh, very good, and just so great to be back. You know, New Year, same show. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, well, it's a new forward. show. Good We've got some
2: new segments coming up this year and as you would have heard we've just got the new intro there that was done by darren so thanks for us mate i pushed him pretty hard to do that um as you would have heard it's a new song so let's get straight into it people don't like change so we put a poll up on there if you've had listened to the song what were your thoughts um we had about a thousand people vote and 69% come
1: in yes, 31% come in no. What are your thoughts, boys? See, personally, I find it a real hard one to comment on because I'm not attached to any of the songs anyway. It's not a sore spot for me. I like it, but I didn't feel strongly about the club songs. That's not what worries me about our team.
0: I'm one of the 31%. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> How did I'm we I'm not know a big that? thing on change. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to know. Well, I think of a comment I made on there. What are the players going to sing after the game? That's what I'd like to say. Well, that's going to be the interesting part, and I'll put that on a few different
2: forums on uh, social media. Um, Are they going to chant it? Uh, you'd, you'd think
1: they'd only sing the first verse Which is where the verse has come from But it's more of a tweak isn't it It's not like a complete redo So it would be quite similar to what they sung last
0: year Haven't they added in the, the Mark Hutchings is the one who I think initiated the You know the start of the new song yeah, yeah. The So that's done. basically the first verse with I think a that's tweak. what they've bought yeah. in That's the yeah. tweak And then the rest can tell is pretty well the same And I think at the end it looks, sounds like it finishes They've a got a second verse which it just adds a little bit more yeah. Um Look, if if you
2: go back and listen to the song that they played at the end of the last year and then played the new one, I don't know how you can not like the new one because the last one
1: sucked. Mm. It was was crap. Yeah, Yeah. but I think Wayne actually hit the nail on the head. People don't like change. And I think you said the same thing. Uh, So let's throw you back. Did you originally like when they changed the logo? I did. And do you like it now? Well, you know, I did. Mm. Um, I was I I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. Where well, yeah. I love it now,
0: yeah. Um, oh, I reckon it's. Well, the best I know one. you get used to things. I suppose I look at the club songs a little bit differently. Yeah, you know, you're. you're a in old... that. And, yeah, I'm. Yeah. Not, I'm from. I mean, you know, I'm a bit from the older side. traditionalists? You look traditionalists. at Collingwood and Carlton, Richmond, all that. They wouldn't have changed their song over in but the see, this is years. And I think I said to you, some of them have.
2: And if you go back to like say Sydney Swans for example, they. They were in the competition 30 years before they even become the Swans, mm. you know. So I, I know if we're looking at the just what's happening now, we have changed a lot, but we're not a traditionalist club, you know what I mean? So I can understand. But for the listener's pleasure or displeasure, we're just going to play the song. <laughs> what you couldn't see and then was Wayne was singing along to it then <laughs> so um, he was just about to get up and dance <laughs> like I say boys I don't care
0: what they sing along to win those
2: games they can sing what they want at the end as long that... as they are singing it That's. The... I reckon it'll be good at the end of the games but yeah let's have a listen um, and look at when we have a win and uh, go from there now we had another poll about the banner and the tunnel because mm-hmm. yeah, this is another thing that people whinge about it and we had nearly 2,000 votes on that Mm-hmm. and that was exactly the same outcome 69% yes for the banner yep. and 31 for the tunnel
1: well I don't know Wayne I might have swapped here. I'm with <laughs> no, I'm not with the majority on this one mm. you go to the game live and you experience that uh, it'll be the new song I think it was Wolf Mother last year okay. maybe if I'm correct mm. the song comes on the lights start flashing and there's almost this roar of the crowd and then you see your players come through that tunnel because you can't see them run out, obviously, yeah. till out of the and then the smoke cannons go off. It's actually an awesome thing to experience live. Yes, so you don't get that jogging to a banner than just standing there and then a lot of players superstitious don't like banners Mm. so then they've got to like let someone hold it like a curtain for them to dodge and get through you know so well look I reckon
2: we got the best of both worlds at home we got the tunnel and away we get the banner yeah so um,
0: I think it's pretty problem solved really I I must say I'd never been to a finals game and then I went to that Collingwood first Collingwood finals game we played uh, when we won the flag and I must say I agree with like Dan I my, my hairs were standing up on every part of my body. I mean, on every part of my body. <laughs> it, was just, it was just exhilarating, that, that sound coming out. And then when yeah. they hit that, out of that tunnel, when that, that Wolf Mother song, yeah. it was just,
1: oh, and blowing uh, I think it's one of those things where uh, we talked about players' numbers, and if you go to the game, you notice that more. This was off-air. Yeah. I find the tunnel is very similar to that you experience the tunnel live, Mm. you have a massive appreciation for it, where if you just watch it on TV, you don't get that atmosphere. All right, look... um if you stick with us this year, it's going to be a bit different.
2: We have got some special guests coming up. Uh, there's going to be one on March the 10th. I won't give away his name, but his name is still synonymous with uh, Eagles today. Mm-hmm. So that might give you a bit of a clue who it might be. All I can say is he's won a premiership or two. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's going to be interesting to uh, see how we go. Yeah. And if you really want to know, Daniel does accept bribes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and hopefully we've got a few more after that during the year. So uh, stick around March the 10th. That's penciled in. Before we get into a subject that's very close to you, boys' hearts, um, I want to quickly go over the draft. Were you happy with the people that we picked up, Cum Jamison and Ben Johnson, uh, Anthony Tracy and Mitch O'Neill? Uh, or is it too early to tell?
1: Uh, it's definitely too early yeah. to tell. Um, I like the fact we did got another backup Ruckman to develop. Mm. Um, the one thing with me, this was the one year... Where I wasn't as heavily invested in the draft Because I felt there was so much build up to getting Cali, And I wanted yeah. to get Cali so much That I was so invested in that Once we got him, it was like a sigh of relief to me I know it's very silly to say that But it was, it was like, thank God we got our mm-hmm. man And I took a step back I knew we'd have to give up lots of early picks for it Because we didn't have any very early picks to give no. the, the people say we're selling the farm? Did we sell the farm? Absolutely mm-hmm. not no, They did not,
2: not get one top no. ten pick and this is what we've got left with next year in our draft um, is our second pick and our third pick. We get the Cats' third pick and a round five pick, which will become a fourth. Mm. And then you got the opportunity of people that won out. So the rumours this year is always going to be about gaff. Yeah. Will he trigger the little clause in his supposedly contract that he could go home after the second year? Is that true? We don't know. No one's going to let us know. But that's going to be a, probably a big media
0: thing all year. I think the club's done well in the last two years, and I think they would have looked at last year. They was We, all, we had talked about it a lot last year. They wanted Kelly halfway through that year. They determined that, right, we've got everything going. Bailey Williams, they fast-tracked in the waffle, in the ruck. Bailey Williams will play AFL this year. I hope so, because I've seen him at training. I guarantee you, he'll play away. Right. I think he'll play away games more than he'll play home games, because I think they'll save Nick for home and maybe when it comes to an away game, if he's a bit sore, they'll leave him home because there's no point putting him on a tra- uh, plane, you know, six foot eight and, and crunching the plane. And that's where I think you find Bailey Winds will come through and I think uh, big Tom Hickey will generate again this year. And I think they worked out all we needed somewhere, someone decent in that mi- midfield to really take the pressure off Shuey and Yo. Well, well they wanted him no when, he, when he, he got drafted. Yeah. But Cats beat his tours...
2: To him, um, so unfortunately, we've got him now. Um, the proof's going to be how he plays this year. Um, and it's basically mastering out, um, Kelly in. So, all these things is is he going to be able to fit in the midfield? That's just media pushing a story for, for no reason. It's not uh, about
0: whether he's going to be able to fit in the midfield. How is guys like Redden that going to fit into the midfield?
1: Yeah, Redden's the one that mm. interests me, but to be honest, as you touched on Maston out, I think Gaff. They built a little bit more as an under player, which mm. he's always been an outside. Mm. All right, he'll go back to the wing, be a link player, and I think he just comes in. Um, well, we'll talk about
2: more about the team later on in the show. We've got. Um, one or two spots. It depends on how you want to read Craig Vosloo. During last week, uh, we've had Jared Pickett from Carlton and uh, GWS down training. Brady Gray, Isaiah McKenzie, and Nicholas Reed. They were the four that started off for the for the spots. Uh, Jared Pickett is no longer training with Eagles, so he's gone. So he's out of it. I'd say he come down a bit overweight. He was 15 yeah. kilos overweight. He had Quite to lose it. Far unfortunately for Isaiah McKenzie he had a bit of flair about him but an ACL so unfortunately you know luck wasn't good for him Uh, and now they've added Jermaine Jones to the training so he's an exciting little prospect from the little glimpses I've seen of him Mm. he only played seven games for Geelong but yeah, look, he's got a bit of zip about him. Well,
0: yeah, they're obviously, I mean, you know.
2: They're looking for the Willy Rioli. Yeah, you
0: you guys know I thought about Brady Gray because I, yeah. I, I wanted to just get him last year, but obviously he's, he's there. But they're obviously not quite ready for Brady Gray or Nicholas Reed. So mm-hmm. there, must been, there must have been doubts here. They wouldn't bring another guy across. See, obviously. look, Nick Reed was brilliant in the waffle.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and he's more, to me, like a Lacra type. Mm. That's just my personal opinion, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, um, yeah.
1: Well, they're, they're looking to replace Rioli. Okay, so Jones just came to the club, Yeah, all right, where did he play before? Geelong. Who have we just received from Geelong? Yeah, Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly. Did Kelly say, have a look at this kid, bring him in, have a look at him? Who knows? He very on. well could have. They he might on. have that's seen something X-Factor. Yes, go. that's what I'm saying. So he wouldn't come in, as we touched on, with Pickett and the early ones. So... Yeah. He played all his games. Kelly, game. obviously, ex-teammate of his. Yeah. Probably Sorsay said, you got to have a look at this kid. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to the spot. I'm kind of with Wayne, where well, I want Brady Gray yeah. to get it. And not for a realistic reason. I want... The fact he, you know, came over to the Waffle side and he's... In and under at the waffle, I want him to get the higher paycheck. <laughs> so I don't think any of these pays will actually break in the side, but he will get a higher paycheck. So the I think he rate, deserves that.
2: The only reason I'd like Brady Gray in there is just to stick it up Fremantle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's purely, I'm being honest there, I don't think whoever gets a spot or if there is two spots, because Fozzo did moot that they could pick two people or they could leave a spot open for the mid-season draft. Mm. Um, I don't know how that's going to work because I've gone over the list and I don't know how they're working that. Unless there's a loophole there with Rioli they can put on the inactive list or something, I don't know. But to my reading, they can't. So whoever comes up, I just can't see them getting a game, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
1: They're no. there purely for insurance. That, that's why they're I said I, I would pick Gray personally, but for the reason to give him a higher paycheck. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was funny ex-teammate of Kelly's Jones, so I wouldn't be surprised if something's been said and he gets the spot. Mm. I'm going to put you on the spot now. You're the list manager. Who do you pick?
0: One spot. One spot. Well, I don't know much about Jermaine Jones, but for me, I'd be Brady Gray. I've said that for a long time. Yeah, I'd, I'd be Gray too. And just to piss off Fremantle, I'll
2: go
1: Brady as well. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it. It'll be Jones now. <laughs> We've all no big deal with
0: McKenzie was looking good. He was yeah. good, but yeah. That, uh, that left foot factor. You
1: hate that, don't yeah, you?
2: Yeah, but but
0: sad that's
2: why I just don't see any of them playing, because you've got yeah. another kid there called Anthony Tracy that we picked up in yeah. the draft as well, and he's electrifying yeah. if you see his waffle uh, highlights. Now, this is what I've been waiting for all pre-season. And I know you guys, how you feel about it. The AFLW is back. The West Coast are in. They've had two games. Please don't hold back. Tell the listeners what you think. All right. Because they got smashed on the weekend.
1: Okay, I'll get out the positives first. These girls try their hearts out. You cannot fault their endeavour and their bravery. They go out and they do it. But we, we touched on the lack of talent in that pool and these new sides just showed it's been stretched too far it's not there I'm hating the game style That's just bombed down the line and you look at the stats and these stats aren't great but they'll have 100 kicks 20 marks and you can't even say that's 20% of the time it's going to a player because that wouldn't be correct because you've got intercept marks you've got contested marks that might not have actually been a good kick or a lucky kick could be marked so to me the fundamental skills aren't there and then you hear the commentary and this is why all well, this player was a netballer I heard uh, one of our eagles, I should have really got the name, was a rugby sevens player. And even in the men's footy, we found out it doesn't convert well. Hunt didn't do well and Folau didn't do well. You can't convert these no. players. And they they were better going to grassroots and getting just people with the fundamentals because they're not hitting people by hand and not hitting people by foot. And I'll make this quick. The only way I can see them fixing it is smaller football, smaller field, because it's just too much for them. Originally, this is what they should have done: five teams. Every team has, uh, every state has one team. WA has a team. Queensland has a team. New South Wales has a team. Victoria has a team. South Australia team. Now I'm not talking state of origin. They don't have to be from that state. More like you are in cricket with big bashley Well, I, I said this and before that, as a and, franchise. The, that, the reason this would have been good, I know you'd have a rolling by because it's uneven. It's five teams. You do that for ten years. This is how you run a business. You do to for 10 years. So what you would have, you would have seven, eight-year-old girls right now watching these teams and playing a good brand of footy because the talent pool isn't stretched so far. They go, I love this game. I love how these women play footy. So then in 10 years, all these six, seven, eight-year-old girls will be then playing footy, and you've grown it at grassroots. Then you... Introduce this style of game where everyone has their teams well I expand on that I, I, I said that about this time last
2: year the model was all wrong franchise of eight teams two from each state or whatever and but they don't use the state leagues enough and football is a winter sport but they're playing it in summer Mm. So play it alongside the men Have it before the bloody game of the men's But use the state leagues up a bit more If you've gone down And I've had the liberty I've gone down and seen a state league uh, Women's game And it's a far better thing to watch I think Because they're all football
1: players They've got a value, uh, hand skills, foot skills, but just footy smarts as well. It's yep. not there, and that's where you get just bomb it down the line. Well, you,
2: sh- you-, you saw that on the Eagles versus Dockers. Let's have a look. They they played Collingwood. It's called one goal five. Collingwood got five goals eight, and then they played Frio, nine goals six to two goals three, and it just showed you both clubs. West Coast went out hard fast and used a lot of pressure. But like you said, too much just haphazard kicking down the line, kicking to no one. Where Frio and that, they've been in there three, four years. They've got that game plan going now. And they looked a lot better to watch than what we
1: did. And I've, that's being honest. I've waffled on enough about it. What are your thoughts, Wayne?
0: Well, I, <laughs> you know what I think. <laughs> Coming back from a background of my own footy and, and also um, junior football, which I, uh, I had a lot to do with in the Subiaco district, and I was president of a club in in our district Kingsley. and at time I was president we had 1400 kids in our club and in the 1400 we had 10 girls seven of those were odds kicked. three were in the open rule the open rules and they could only play till they were 15 one was in my son's team and she was she was a gun player she could beat most of the boys but we tried as hard as all the clubs in Suby district try. We could not get a girls' competition going because there was nothing to go to after. Yeah, there was but, nothing to. But now there is, a, which looks, like, which is great. There's something to go. They've got. I agree. What you're saying was a, they've got something to look forward to. But you both hit the nail on the head. They've done the wrong thing. They've gone too far, too big, too quick. They've dragged too many people from different sports. Yep. You know Sharni Laycock at Collingwood. You know she was an Australian netballer. Well, I mean, it's literally um, she's an elite football. They're not elite. I've seen three girls in that competition who are, are, I regard as elite. One is Daisy Pearce, mm. the other one is the Erin Phillips, and I would well, I would, and there was a girl um, that girl from Fremantle on the weekend. It was only a second game, ropes yeah, or no, I wouldn't, she wouldn't be elite yet, but, but she's got some skill about her. You doctor. can tell. I thought at the start she, Katie Brennan was, but I've gone off for uh, a fair bit. Yeah. But the other two definitely are elite players. But, you know, I just think, you know, I agree they need to get back into the winter, but unfortunately the, that, that would affect the waffle, that, which is now a good mate of mine is assistant coach at the Shaman, a or women's team and that would affect them greatly because obviously the, if the girls are playing AFL they're not going yep. to play Waffle so that's going to drain that's probably what they're looking at that's going to drain from them to their teams but there are, I think they've got a long way to go I, th- I think because now junior footy is actually now starting at, at junior level they have got a girls competition going because this has actually yep. brought that in which is great and I think they're a good 10 to 15 years away from seeing the benefit of the young kids coming through um, to the, and I'm not against women's sport because I coach girls basketball but if you and I agree they, they need to bring the field size in they only play with 15 players on the field 16 you know, 16 is it we yep. play with 18 the men play with yep. 18 and you look, when they do a boundary throw, they come in 30, 25 metres to throw the ball in. Yeah, the whole, you know, I, I'm, I'm not knocking I just, the girls or yeah, where no. it's going to. Their endeavour is... is yeah. I can't knock their endeavour. That's why
1: I wanted to mention that yeah. at the first, because there is faults, and it's not actually the girls' faults. It's the league's faults. The yeah. AFLs were doing and, it that way. They've rushed it. It was supposed to start this year. The whole
2: model was wrong. It's played at the wrong time. Maybe they'll work it out. And the big thing is, how long can you run a business... At a loss. No, that's right. Because the broadcasting rights that come up will have a big say in what happens with AFLW. And if people think anything other than that, they're kidding themselves. I don't know if you picked this up, and
1: it's a bit from left field, but something I was really impressed with, and it wasn't actually one of the players. Was it Danny Shuey? One of the commentators was absolutely brilliant. She was so well-spoken. She was not nervous. I don't know if it was Shuey's wife or not, but I was amazed. Like, I would take her, even in the AFL, Uh, over a shooter. Barry Hall was gone now. They're almost painful listening. She did so well and spoke with so much confidence.
2: It's Brooksby's
1: missus? Is it Brooksby's
2: missus? Uh, What's her name again? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, Whatever. She played as well. Yeah, so. she's an ex footballer.
1: Uh, last name? Shuey, though. No, no. That's
2: no. Danny. Well, yeah, that
1: she's the spoke so she, well. she was the, was the first, at the and she was field. doing the boundary. Yeah, the derby that mm. she was doing the boundary. Right? And I just thought she speaks with confidence, where a lot of the ex footballers, uh, AFLW and AFL, they they're very nervous on this on the boundary line, mm. and they don't sound like it. It's not appealing listening to them, but I thought she just did such a good job and it caught me off guard. I was like, whoa, she's... Oh, oh man, this is going to sound... Weird. She's almost wasted doing that. I think she should have a role well, in there if I was all, all
0: boundary riders in American sport are women.
2: Yeah, well, Abby, Abby, whatever her last name is, I've forgotten her now. Not Abby, Holmes, is it? Yeah, Abby Holmes. Yeah, Abby Holmes. She was an ex-state uh, league women's player yeah. and she's the first woman in the state league to kick 100 goals. So, um, And she does do a little bit on the AFL, um, the men's side. Mm. What it, quickly, I want to get off this topic, but you heard some radio station asking when it's going to be called the AFL-L, a- L- L- well, get it out, AFL-M. A- F- L- L-
1: that is a freaking joke. No. Uh, this was actually a question we were asked on the page. So I'm glad you've brought it up. I apologize because I've forgotten the person's name. Paul Escott. That's it, Paul Escott. And I'm really glad you brought it up because the media know what story they want to write. He didn't come out and say, oh, I'm going to, we're looking at calling it AFLM. They ask him the question that they want answered to write that article. Mm. They already know gonna... They will go, Oh, would you think of doing AFLM? And to, sorry, but in this um, offended culture we have now, he will give a politically correct answer, and that's exactly what he does. Oh, yeah, we may look at that, you know, blah, blah. He's. Uh, no way that'll happen.
2: He did no say way. it wasn't on the agenda, no. which, but then he, he said, but well, that's not saying we won't look at it. That's exactly right. what well, he he
1: said. that's not on the agenda. Case over. I think he. As I said, we have a bit of offended culture in the world now. So he gave a politically correct answer, and the media ran with it. I've got no problem with what he said. But if it was a realistically, he felt that way, I would be livid because I would hate to be rebranded AFLM. He got
2: come up up with Trevor Nisbet on a radio station. I can't remember if it was 3AW or 6PR. And they brought up the same situation with the new song. They were talking about the new song. And he goes, are the girls going to sing Queens of the Big Game? And his response was, oh, well, look, we didn't really look at that at the start, but we'll have to have a look at it. And he goes, we're not going to stop them from singing it if they want to. Mm. So it's going to be interesting, you know this whole us yeah. and it, sexual connotation. What do you want to
0: say? It? And I, and um, I'll tell you the only other thing that really—that's one, one thing that really disappointed me on the weekend. And this is people are going to say I'm nitpicking here, and I did put it on the. I, I did put it on our site. Is that how would you tell me how would Simo, Alastair Clarkson, Brad Scott, Johnny Longmite any of those coaches, how would they feel at the end of a game if you'd lost a game like the girls lost on the weekend, and then they're walking around the band line getting selfies, smiling to the camera and signing autographs? How do you think they would feel? Oh, I, I wouldn't... Because uh, it was their
2: first game, I'd probably turn a blind eye to it. But if it happened at the Free A game,
0: I'd be... I'd, be, I'd go ballistic. They would go live it, yeah. And I, I saw that on the weekend. I thought, you know... This is where they've got to get more professional. Yeah, you've lost the game. You know, you wanted to have sign on it. Right, do it in your club. Do it in your changing room. Not come outside smiling, having selfies. Well, I uh, uh, look. I did. I didn't notice oh, that. Just, but when when the Eagles lose a game,
1: they look so dejected walking off that field. Yep. It means a lot to lose a game to that side. So yeah, I didn't notice that. But yeah, it's not a good look, no. is it? I, um
2: you just touched on the coaches. So Luke Dwyer, he's got the records on the board, uh especially at amateur level for premierships. Um you got Andrew Emblin as a midfield coach, Michelle Cowan as the forward line coach, Ryan Rhino Turnbull as a ruck and key positions, and Andrew Di he's from Claremont, he coaches the Claremont girls, and you've got Brady Gray in there. So you also got Jan, Jan Cooper and Drew Petrie doing the high performance stuff, so that's something they've got to probably take a look at and try and make those girls more professional. Mm. Um, they're all probably all learning at it, except for basically Luke Dwyer. He's he's been coaching so yeah. at East Perth and that, and he's played the game a lot. So it's it they're in the infancy, and again, we're not attacking the girls; no. we're attacking the model, um, how it's set up. And, you know, the big wigs and the big suits
0: must know that there's a lot of work to be done. Well, they're not... Demetria... Oh, no, sorry. McLaughlin's already said that they will not increase the games again next year either. It'll be a... Whatever is it, seven games. Yeah, well, see, that's a joke. Yeah. But they they can't because... I know they can't, but... It's not cost-effective. And you can't tell me... that. I saw an article the other day They're saying... Someone's saying, well, the men are going to have to take a pay cut in there." Yeah, that was... um, That's that's not going to happen. That was reported wrong by Sam McClure. Mm, That is not going to happen at all.
2: That that was knocked on the head by Paul Marsh straight away. Mm. So, Jernot is going with a story, trying to make headlines. Um, At the end of the day,
0: I reckon you've just got to move it to the AFL season. And and if they're not charging in a a ground, they need to go back to the suburban grounds where it's... Probably a lot less, co- a lot more cost effective for them. Well, they next next country grounds or something like that. Well, the next equals
2: games at
1: leadable yeah. and that's a bigger oval than Hobbs. I was just about to say
0: <laughs> they, not so much to hire
1: if they're serious. And don't get me wrong, they are serious about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't like how they've you know developed this comp at all. They mm-hmm. failed miserably at mm-hmm. it. But if they're Serious which are developing They need boutique stadiums Like the Suns have in Queensland Like GWS have And as I said Make them just smaller
2: Well I'm going to get off this subject right now But to me AFLX would have been the perfect example Where they could have put the girls in at the start And learned them how to play a game
0: mm. On a bigger ground though On a bigger ground yeah. But
2: anyway, let's get on to something that we might not lose interest from our listeners. Because <laughs> you got to admit, some people don't like AFLW. Let's go on to the boys. It's 2020. They're coming up. They're, they're going to become 100. It's time to fly for them. Um, the coaches have had a reshuffle. So I've got the list here somewhere, but I can't seem to find it. It's, I've got that.
0: Have you got it? Yep. So we've got Simo is obviously known as head coach. Head of development is Gavin Bell. He has been for the last Yeah, has years. been. But uh, I think the big one's Adrian Hickmont. Yeah, he's taking the Waffle side yeah, now. he's gone to the Waffle team. And Luke Webbs has come into the uh, forwards coach. Uh, Nathan Van Bam- Van Burlo's into the midfield. Jamie Graham's gone back to the uh, backline coach. I think he was doing midfield last year. Yeah, he was, yep. And uh, Daniel Pratt's doing stoppages. And then you've got... Matty Rose, a chance, Bateman, as development coaches. Yeah, and Nick uh, Martin Nikoski. Martin Nikoski. So, and I reckon they're great guys to have as development. They've been there and done it all. So. Oh, yeah,
2: well, they have, and they've done their apprenticeship. Um, I was listening to um, a podcast on the way here with Dean Cox, and I'd love to see Dean Cox pack at the Eagles yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's something that, you know, he might be looking at sometime, but he might be looking at a head coach there. Um, I put down on our run sheet there. people can't see the whole list of the year, and I went through picking the games that we, I think we should win, and it basically I had my Eagles hat on. And I had us at least 15 wins. Am I going too high there? You want 16, don't you, really? Yeah. Well, you need 16 to 17 to finish in the top two.
1: Yeah. And 15 will get you to top four. So, here's the thing. I'm very superstitious with this. I don't like picking it. Uh, 16, I think we need. If we want to attack at the premiership, we need 16. That gives you... You're in the race for top two, aren't you? Um, But I never go win-loss per game. Because Mm. we'll lose ones you expect to win. And we'll win ones you expect to lose. That's how AFL works. And it always does every year. Like look at last year we won games away that you're like oh that was a great win I didn't expect that um, well let's just use Collingwood Collingwood beat us here we beat them there uh, Hooks we beat there they beat us here yep. that's the way footy goes sometimes mm. and it's frustrating but that's why I never look at it win loss win loss. I always have the number I feel we need to hit yeah, to that's attack what, at the premiership that's why I went
2: through it and, um, but then when I looked at it yesterday I'm like going you know I've got down West Coast versus St Kilda round two West Coast winning but that's not an easy game for no. worst case. Especially when it's going to be the Trevor Barker I mean not the Trevor Barker, the Danny Frawley tribute match. Right. So they're going to be playing for that a bit harder. Um, they've got a new five new players, six new players. Mm. So what are St. Kilda gonna be like this year, you know? Um, history tells us that two or one or two clubs come from out of nowhere and take a spot in the eight. So, are St. Kilda one of them? Is it poor Adelaide? Is it Essendon? Mm. Is it Fremantle? You know, um, I hate predicting as well, but I went through and when I first did, I had it 17 wins again. That means we're only going to lose four for the year. And we didn't even do that when we won the grand final. No. So, um, you know, I'd love to say that we're going to win 17 and finish top two. But realistically, if we've got any chance to become the hunter again and be in the grand final, we have to finish top two.
0: So my, my biggest worry is the start of the season, and I reason, reason I say that is because I think we're healthy in our uh, we're healthy in our uh, midfield and our forwards, but we're not very healthy in our in our backs. You have got Tommy Tommy and uh, Gov and uh, also, uh, who was the other one that they say could play? Rotham. The back? No, yeah, Rotham injury, and also Oscar Allen, who they're saying could play a bit of back line, work this year, all coming off surgery injuries. And that's a real worry to me. Cause well, I've been down at training
2: a few times, and this is what I understand. I guess it comes down to the sports science sort of thing. But McGovern was running laps. Like, he was... Full pace. Mm. Now, is it getting the K's into their legs or is it just to see how fast they can push them? Mm. Um, He had a heel problem and looked like he had no problems at all, but he's done that for three weeks. Brass has been actually doing a bit of ball work. Um, Is it, you know, there's something about the Eagles, they never tell us exactly what's going on. No, that's the thing. But you go down there and you see him train, you see Oscar Allen and he's running around and going like that. And you don't hear nothing about Vardy, and there's Vardy barely been able to do a lap. Mm. Um, it's just it's just a bit weird for me. Um, I don't. I think we'll see Brass play, maybe Govern not round one.
1: More. Oh, really? I was I was actually. The old, but I think they're both fine. I think they're they're a lot. I'll call it the Josh Kennedy effect. <laughs> a lot of players don't have a pre season at all, and they'll go right. You're injured. We'll give you to this date, see how you're recovering. And then they go, if you don't recover, then surgery. So I think that's exactly what's happened. They gave them the surgery knowing by round one, end of March, obviously, that you'll be okay for round one. Um, Simo did say, he goes,
2: this is a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, McGovern and that were on the track and they're only running. And he goes, but come round one, they're going to say they want to play. Yeah. And I'm going to play him because I know what they can give me. Yeah. I'm just going to have to back him in. If they're 100%, but the
1: problem is they have to be 100% because if they break down, it's going to cost the club. I'll tell yeah. you what, though. I am so, so excited for this season. I'm excited every season, but I can never not remember like ever going into a season with such a healthy list. Mm. We have so <coughs> many players. I...
0: Touchwood,
1: touchwood. But <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the last time Josh Kennedy had a preseason.
0: No, he hasn't for five years. And
1: well, we we've all probably seen the footage of him and Schofield tangling around and yeah. doing it as Schofield gateway freeze. But I love that because that's his job, you know. Niggle, will just don't get caught doing it, you know. Stop him. That was good contacting. Jk was being mauled by Schofield because Schofield was doing what Schofield does. He got that mark. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is a fit Josh Kennedy. Yeah. And it, it, it reflects the enti- how I feel about the entire squad right now. I cannot remember us having such a good list during a preseason.
2: We were down at training and um, my youngest goes, JK, and he kept calling out his name. And I said, he's not going to hear. And then, you know, he kept going, JK, and... J.K. put his hand up and waved. <laughs> and then when he come towards the boundary line, he goes, oh, great work there, J.K., you're doing good. And then the next six kicks he had, he kicked, didn't get nowhere near the goals <laughs> no. We looked back at my son and I said that's the last time you say anything buddy
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> put the mocker on him but he came over and shook his hand and so he, he loved it mm. he was a bit in awe then so he's gone he's my new favourite player now
0: yeah. <laughs> we, you look at the fixtures too we've we got a we got a, lot, a tough run home the last three games yeah it, it is even four games Brisbane Collingwood, and Bulldogs Collinwood Western Bulldogs you'd think that's going to be it. Are really we we're gonna to have to be in a pretty good position at that by that yeah. time of the year and hopefully we win, you know, two of those three. Well Brisbane is where we we got off to
2: a shocker last year. Yeah. And i don't mind if we lose games, but when you look at our losses last year, bar the Collingwood one, they were all pretty good big losses. They were, you know, it's not like we were in the game for a lot. Brisbane was at like forty eight points, the Hawks one was convincingly you know what
1: I mean it was what was it it was Sydney Port and Brisbane at the start of the season but yep. uh, you brought it up a lot and I agree 100% and it, you always said we kind of didn't expect losses like that but we always knew we'd come out the blocks slower playing yeah. in the grand final where I just, I don't think we'll do the same no. this year.
0: Um, well, at least we got Sydney and Perth this year. <laughs> well, well, Brisbane's not a good place to play in March either. Because, humid. Yeah. yeah. you know, last yeah. year we started off well. I think we kicked the first six goals. Yeah, and then they come we back. We looked like we were going to win the game pretty, pretty yeah. convincingly. But then we stopped. You could see the players, they just had no uh, run in whatsoever. Well, what people don't
1: realise too is, as the game develops, uh, the humidity... You start to sweat Uh, The ball gets slippery Like a wet weather game So that's why We started well Because it was a dry ball The boys Weren't as Hot and humid then And It was Our skills were better Yep. As soon as that ball got slippery because they're sweating a lot hence while and we humidity, played. it flipped because Brisbane are used to that and, it, yeah, they just
2: ran over us H- Hence we trained with oily boils for the rest of the yeah. season when it was going to be in conditions like that. Look, Fox Sports put out West Coast Eagles best 22 for the year. I'm going to run through it. You tell me your thoughts, who we're going to change. The back line was Duggan, Barass and Shepard. Half back line was Hearn, McGovern and Lord Lewis, Lewis Jetta. Uh, the centre was Sheed, Elliot, Yo, Gaff, half forwards Cripps, Darling, Petricelli, forward Oscar Allen, Josh Kennedy, Liam Ryan, and Nick was in the rut with Shuey and Tim Kelly. And the interchange bench was Hickey, Hutchings,
0: Redden, and Cameron. That's not a bad lineup. The only one I don't see making the 22 as much is Hutchings. Oh. I don't think there's a lot of... Unless there's a technical that, job, that, there's a lot of room for that's it. That's what I was hoping you bring up. You read my mind.
1: Purely because Yo is such a good offensive and defensive yeah, player. Yeah.
0: And I, you look I at the Jake people Warden, that missed out. I think Jake Waterman would be, be be better value off the bench than Marco. Yeah, was. well, this is what, what that was my question to you. Yeah. Jackson, Nelson,
2: Waterman, Cole, Rotham, Schofield, Vardy, Brander. They're the next eight... In line, right? Yeah. Out of them, I would have been Chuck and Jake Waterman
0: in. Yeah, agree. And I think I think you're going to find Brander's... I think Brander's is make or break this year. He's like they've either got to play him or, no, or I, trade him. One of the. Other, no, right? I disagree. I think Deals. they. I know Kennedy's
2: come to his end of his career, right? Mm. He'll play this year and he'll probably play one more year. Brander will be biding his time. They have to play him, but they have to give him more than two games, mm. but. He's probably been told, look, you, just by the time. He's still only, what, 20 years of age. Mm. Um, when JK goes, him and Oscar
1: Allen and Jake Waterman, they're our future. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Brandy is they need to settle on a spot. Everyone yep. knows Brander can go forward or back. In the under-18s carnival, he actually played on Oscar Allen as a backman, even though he's known as a forward. But what people don't realise... They played him on the wing in the waffle. He was leading the votes for the waffle side until he got injured mm. as best player.
0: Well, they, Sumo did make a fit, uh say something in the last couple of weeks that he is looking, uh, they're training him on, in the centre yeah. line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He played yeah. in the wing. So he
1: could be one of those late bloomers, tall, um, Oh, mental blank, uh, Josh Kennedy from the Swans, the taller midfielders. Mm. He could become that kind of role. Because let's not forget, he was at Hawks. Hawks didn't want him. He didn't yep. get any games. He became an elite midfielder at Swans. That could be Brander. Oh, I'm not saying go to the Swans. Yeah. I mean, is in he's the taller player. They're playing him on the wing and in the midfield.
2: Well, Dylan Quadero, he was the one that asked a question about Hutchings. He would come in for him. I'm just going to ask you a question. Tom Cole, can you get back into the side?
1: Oh, without
2: mm. a doubt. Of can he? Is there, who's ahead of him? Jackson Nelson would be. Yeah. Uh, uh, Francis Watson. But it, is he ahead of him? We, it's a big four from Grace playing in a Premiership side to playing
1: two games last year. It, yeah. it, things like this changed so much yep. because in our Premiership year, he had such a great year. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like we had Watson and Nelson ahead of him. You know, obviously for that small defender role, and Cole gave him that. Um, And it's not bad having that depth. Because Duggan and Shepard, they're locks. But you don't want injuries, but injuries happen. You want those depth plays to come in. You need those depth plays. And this is why, when you talk about the Cali, which we touched on earlier, did we give up too much? I laugh. You look at the players not getting the game, and they're all young. Mm. That trade we did with the Suns just set us up, basically, with all those second-round draft picks um great list great shape it's brilliant to see these young kids on the cusp yep well look
2: guys we're going to come to the end of the show um i hope you've enjoyed our first show back it's a bit rusty for us we're getting back in the swing of things but we're going to probably come back to it in a fortnight's time we'll talk about one of the March series games and then again on march 10th we've got a very special guest so you make sure you listen to that probably be two shows in that week um you know, we're going to bring back their segments, The Final Siren, Bounce Down, and Under the Pump. Uh, haven't told the boys this, but one of them's got to do it each week, alternative weeks. So it's a bit more homework for us boys. <laughs> um, we've got a new uh, segment coming up, which we'll tell you about next time we get on, on the airwaves, because that's going to be a bit of a trivia thing. but... It's going to be a big year. I can't wait for the footy because it's, it's been boring without it. I don't get into the cricket as much as I used to. Um, and even though I probably don't support the actual AFLW competition as it is, I'm watching it because I wanted to see the girls play. And it's football. But next Thursday, we play quickly. The All-Stars team, we didn't touch on it. What do you reckon? Oh, I just...
1: Oh, we've only it, got about it's, a minute. It's an interstate competition now. I'm sick of the Victoria versus everyone else. The interstate teams aren't there to fill in numbers. Mm. If you don't want to have a state of origin, fair enough, have two teams like they did at AFL X, not AFL X format, where you just draft a teams. Versus don't, all have, stars. don't have oh yeah, don't have all yep. stars versus Victoria. Yep. It's not Victoria versus everyone else. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I'm just glad we only got two players in there.
1: Yeah, Elliot, definitely. <laughs> 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 Alli
0: Yo and
2: um who was it? Uh Brad Shepard, yeah. so let's hope they get through
0: unscathed. And let me tell you, don't be so surprised to see you as a uh, pull-out. Pull-out? Yeah, well, don't he, be surprised. he, he uh, didn't complete training, no. but he did, say,
2: he did say he did on the road a couple of other days, he was raring to go. I'd love to see him and Fife and Crips in the middle, it'd be great. That, that alone, I'll, I'd watch. I'm going to watch it because, like I said, it's a bulk of the best players—not all the best players there—because yeah, some people there I thought would have been shoe ins, and there's guys like Jake Lloyd from Richmond. You know what I mean? Well, they're they're it's, playing. It's, got, it's they're going to be a great players. game. I oh, can't yeah. wait because it's footy, yeah. yeah, for sure. But anyway, we'll probably talk about it in the next show. Um, hopefully, you join us. Um, Get on Eagle Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and download from any podcast forum. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, Apple and Google Podcasts and plenty of others. So subscribe to one of them and make sure you follow us. And uh, until next week, boys, So well, right next time, um, let's go to the Eagles and let's hope they have an injury-free hit-out up against uh, it's Mel, uh, Yep. on Thursday the 27th. So take it easy, guys.
0: See you then.